You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Hello, and welcome to the Refresh Podcast. I'm Jared Cunningham, Worship Coordinator for Citrus Church and host of the Refresh Podcast, where we aim to take a deeper dive into our faith and extend the conversation beyond Sunday morning. With the events of the last few weeks in mind, I hope the new year is treating you well so far. For myself, I'll say it has been relatively quiet, which I would say that's a good thing, considering there's always some new update or new headline on a daily basis at this point. I'm also remaining purposefully vague because though we all know what's going on nationally, only you know what's going on in your life personally. And I believe with everything that's gone on, it's a good time to focus on what's impacting us personally and how we're going to move forward this year. Speaking of moving forward, I'm currently recording this episode after part two of the Habit series. However, by the time you hear this, we'll have finished the series. If you hadn't had a chance to check it out, it's currently available on our Facebook page. With the new year presenting the opportunity to build new habits, Brian took a look at the life of Daniel as our blueprint on how we can form habits and stick to them. The sermon from January 10th focused on starting habits and how we can use this time to add new kind of smaller practices to our faith. And for this episode, I wanted to focus on the idea of starting and more specifically, the idea of undertaking something new, something we weren't expecting and how we're able to make small steps to move forward. I think the best example of this is found all throughout the book of Judges. And if you're unfamiliar with Judges, I'll provide a little background. In other words, this is another edition of the Jared A. Cunningham version of Spark Notes. So after wandering in the desert for about 40 years, the next generation of Israel is ready to enter the promised land. However, due to an act of frustration and disobedience, Moses is not allowed to lead the people of Israel into the promised land, and God chooses Joshua as the next leader. Now, under Joshua, the Israelites begin driving other nations out of what is to become modern-day Israel, and though it's still a bit unclear, Joshua approximately led Israel for about 25 to 30 years. And when Joshua passes away, the people of Israel are instructed to drive out the remaining nations and tribes. However, they do not fully obey, and Israel falls into this cycle where they begin to worship idols and break the other commandments. And the Bible says they repeatedly did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. As their evil got out of hand, we see numerous kingdoms and other tribes and nations overtake Israel and When this happened, the Israelites would cry out to God for rescue from their captors. And in response to their prayers and cries, God would send a judge to liberate them. Today, judges serve specific law-related functions, but in the Bible, judges serve kind of broader needs. When a judge was called by God, they were needed to liberate the people from whatever enemy was in power. And once the Israelites were liberated, the judge was both God's messenger and the leader of the Israelites. And... In other words, judges served as the interpreter of the law, military commanders, God's prophets, and kind of the all-around governors of Israel. There were numerous judges. The most recognizable is probably Samson, and maybe second to Samson would be Gideon. And Gideon is kind of important because when we meet Gideon, Israel is being oppressed by the Midianites. With the constant threat of raids and crop burnings looming over them, Israel is fearful, and they cry out to God for a rescue. God sends an angel to appear to Gideon, who is in a wine press, hiding from the Midianites. 
and unsure of the angel's message, Gideon asks for a sign to show that God is truly with him, and God delivers. That night, Gideon tears down the statue of an idol that had been built and replaces it with an altar to God. And after doing what he was asked, Gideon asks God for another sign to show that God will deliver Israel, and God again delivers. Next, Gideon amasses an army to fight the Midianites, but knowing how mankind is and how Israel would praise themselves for their efforts rather than praising God, God had Gideon reduce his army from 32,000 volunteers to just 300 men. Before mounting their attack, God instructs Gideon to go down into the Midianite camp and listen in on what is being said. And when he makes it into the camp, he overhears a Midianite soldier talking about this dream he had had. And a fellow soldier interprets the dream as meaning that God is going to turn the Midianites over to Gideon. Now Gideon returns to the camp and prepares for battle and once ready, the Israelite army surprises the Midianites and in the confusion, the Midianites attack each other. The remaining Midianites flee, but they are soon captured by Gideon and the Israeli army. And the Bible goes on to say that there are 40 years of peace during Gideon's time. Now, there are plenty of lessons we can learn from Gideon, but I think what resonates with us and where we are right now is Gideon's faith. Now, Gideon himself is an example of starting and moving forward. In Judges 6.13, when Gideon is approached by the angel, he himself asks, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? And in the last few years, you may have asked the same question. I know I myself have. And when we meet Gideon, he and all of Israel are in hiding and once called into action after his first sign from God, he destroys the idol as instructed, but still fearful. He does it at night to avoid being seen. And with an army of 32,000 volunteers at his side, he asks God for two more signs that God is still going to be with him. And knowing what's on God's heart, God sends him into the camp where he Here's the soldiers themselves say that God will conquer the Midianites for Israel. I think you'd agree that we are essentially dealing with the same major issues we were dealing with last year. And the coronavirus kind of overshadows all of it. Now, everyone loves the feeling of progress, but we're kind of in this place where, though time is moving on, we're running into obstacles that kind of stall our progress. And even though we are dealing with the same major issues, it feels like there are these constant updates that continue to kind of evolve our situation and they make any amount of progress we might have made seem kind of insignificant and any future progress just feel out of reach. And over time, it feels like we're in this world where every decision we make can have kind of many undesired counter effects. And from Gideon, we see how each small step kind of builds up into something else. Gideon made incremental steps before he actually even pursued the Midianites. First, he tore down their idol, and then he assembled his army. Then he went into the camp for the reconnaissance before even preparing to attack. And even when he did, quote-unquote, attack, the Midianites themselves attacked each other before running away and being pursued by the Israelites. And Israel was able to move from this state of fear into this state of peace that lasted for 40 years because of Gideon's incremental steps. In Gideon's story, we see God follow through on his promise that he would be with Gideon and the Israelites. And though Gideon was fearful and continued to ask for signs, God continued to reassure him. 
And likewise, we have that assurance that as our year unfolds right before our eyes, God will continue to be our guide. And in time, God willing, our incremental steps will build into some kind of progress that we can look forward to. And with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Refresh Podcast. And if you haven't already, you can follow us on Instagram at Citrus Church, like us on Facebook. And while you're on Facebook, join the Citrus Church Grove group. It's a great way to connect with others throughout the week. And for Sunday worship, you can join us online via Facebook or in person at Summer Lake Elementary at 1030, where we'll be meeting outdoors. And if you would like, you can register online ahead of time. I hope that as we try to make progress in our personal lives, we find encouragement in the fact that God is still at work. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.